And about eight minutes after seven o'clock on your Monday evening yet, we are right back at it. The uh, first edition of the Employment Hour for this brand new work week. We will be back, of course, uh, Wednesday night. Then you got the weekend shows and Employment Hour in 30 on your TV, your television. That is happening uh, on Global TV and CTV Saturday and Sunday mornings as well. Dave Vaughn from The Firm is covering the show tonight, as he does every second Monday generally here on uh, 640. Dave, a lot of stuff to get through today. Some of the most common questions you've been asked in the uh, length of your career by people who have called in, phoned in, come to visit, and even called this radio show as well. So we'll get to a bunch of those. We will cover the severance pay calculator the easiest way. The freest way, freest? Sure, freest way, uh, to find out exactly what you're owed when it comes to your severance. If you are let go of your job, that's all coming up. And your phone calls, of course, the line's already open. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell and one 225 talk That is toll-free. You have questions about your job, your severance, your workplace. Maybe it's workplace rights. Maybe it's harassments. Maybe it's mat, mat leave. It could be anything. Bring it on. Davey's here to answer all of those questions and concerns till around 10 to 8 tonight, so feel free to call the radio station now, and uh, we'll get you on with pleasure. As we always start off, brother, with the week that was, what is happening with you? Yeah, the uh, first uh, situation I wanted to talk about was a uh, constructive dismissal mm-hmm. uh, scenario uh, that I dealt with. And in this case, uh, my client had uh, about 14 years of service and had always worked from home, so from a home office, uh, did their job there. And uh, after 14 years, the employer tells uh, this individual that uh, in eight weeks, you have to come back. You have to come to, not back, you have to come to work and work at this, uh, our office building, uh, which is about a 40-minute drive away in, during rush hour for this individual. Obviously, that's a huge uh, change to their terms of employment, and they didn't want to do this. And, uh, you know, the, the employer took the position that they were resigning if they didn't um, accept the change. And uh, so I, uh, I helped them through this process um, and basically we were able to negotiate for a, a fair severance package because once, uh, you know, we explained to the company and, uh, they, you know, they retained the lawyer, they realized that this was a constructive dismissal. And the reason is, is because when an employer makes a unilater- unilaterally makes a significant change to a fundamental term of employment, that's when a constructive dismissal occurs. And the easy ones uh, for constructive dismissal, the easy terms that can be changed are base salary. If there's a uh, you know five, you know over five percent change in base salary or compensation, that is going to be a constructive dismissal in most cases. Now, uh, in this one, it's not as clear cut. Uh, it's a you know it's the work location, and um, in some cases it may not be. If you're just if you work at a, an office building and it moves, you know twenty minutes down the road. Well, that's not likely going to be a constructive dismissal. Right. But in this case, 14 years working at a home office, which adds something else other than, you know, there's something important about being able to work from home if that's a term of your employment. And so to all of a sudden take that away from the person you bet. Is, uh, is, is going to be a constructive dismissal. And uh, they did get credit for the eight weeks that they gave the person um, that allowed them to work from home. But then after that, they did have to provide a severance package and uh, eventually we were able to get that for them. Could that a person have, I mean, this this client knew right away, like, this is not going to happen, this is not going to work for me, forget it, let's go through with this. But had there been a situation, or in this situation, where the person, the employee I'm talking about now says, you know what, I don't really like the, the, the taste of this, but let me take it for a spin, see if it works for me. Can they have a bit of a, a grace period to try it out? Yeah, they definitely can. And uh, the important uh, thing to consider there is you need to make it clear that you're not accepting the change. Right. You actually have to uh, tell the employer that 
you know, I'm concerned about this change. I've always worked from home. This is, uh, you know, it's going to make a big difference uh, for my schedule, for, uh, you know, my home life. Uh, you know, it's basically over an hour and a half uh, or so of a commute mm-hmm. every day, and, all of a, and I, I never used to even have a commute. Um, but you can tell the employer that and say, but you know what, I'm, I want to try it out. I want to see if I can make it work. And uh, you just need to make that clear to them. And there's no magic number in terms of the time. Um, you know, probably it, it increases the amount of time you've been at the company, so you'd have a bit more leeway, um, you know, the longer you've been there. And also it would matter, um, you know, it would make a difference in terms of the type of change. Um, that we're dealing with. And then, you know, if, you, if it's two weeks, four weeks, something like that, you can give them a bit of, t- you know, tell the employer, I need a bit of time to figure this out uh, and, and you can try it out. Because uh, you make a good point in a, in a situation where it's a change of work location, you may think it's going to take only 20 minutes to dr- further uh, or longer to drive, but maybe because of the traffic patterns, it actually takes another 45 minutes. Yeah, and don't wait till winter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we don't yeah. always know how uh, how that change will come about. And uh, a, a little, uh, a different type of uh, situation where that arises is with the uh, compensation structure for, so for bonus and commissions. Right. Co- a company can make, you know, if a company says that we're reducing your compensation by, uh, you know, 25%, well, that's easy. You know what's happening. You know, you know we're do- reducing your base salary by 25%. Well, that's a constructive dismissal. And you're going to know right off the bat whether you're going to yes. accept that or not. Commissions and bonuses are a bit different, difficult, right? Because they may change the bonus structure, the commission structure, and you may not actually know the impact of that right. until, you know, from a couple months. It could be quarterly. So in that case, you want to say, you know, I'm not happy about these changes. I'm worried about these changes. Here's mm-hmm. why. With that said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how, you know, how it comes to fruition and what the impact of it is. So in certain circumstances, it's actually important to wait and, and see what happens. But you always make it want, to, want to make it clear right off the bat that you are concerned about the issue. I know you got another uh, case in the week that was coming up, but I want to remind you the phone lines are open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and one triple eight two two five. talk That number, as always, is uh, toll-free. In that regard, Joe, thanks for calling in so early. How are you, pal? Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, a friend of mine uh, in Ottawa, her husband uh, worked at a job that apparently the work was getting tough from what I've heard, and he decided to give them notice, and they fired him on the spot. How much notice did he give him? He was going to give them two weeks' notice, and he was fired right then and there. Okay. So that's just a, that's a, basically a termination. How long had he been there for? I don't know that. I, 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 he, he's more a friend through her. Okay. I know, and I didn't. So, I just, so the company is allowed to do that? Um, the individual is just entitled to um, at least their ESA, their Employment Standards Act termination pay, and um, and uh, that's or, or, and and they should uh, they should get that amount. So um, I'd have to know his years of service to know exactly how much he should get. But the employer is allowed to do that because um, you know they don't have to keep you employed. Right. Well, he was in in his case. If if I if I'd known this was happening, I would have suggested that he look at the make the notes of a constructive dismissal but that's my understanding is that's why he was quitting because okay they were making the work so hard that he decided to i've had it yeah got it so you think that uh they were making the job so difficult for him that he couldn't couldn't continue well, apparently they make it for other people no i don't think it was just him but i'm okay. not sure this is one of those you, you, you kind of sometimes you hear a little bit and they don't want to talk then they think you're being nosy <laughs> Yeah, that's, right, right, right. yeah. In uh, in a case like that, um, you know, if there's issues within the workplace in terms of uh, the job's too difficult or they've made changes to the job, that could be a constructive dismissal. It's not as clear cut. 
as you know a change in salary or a change in work location or or schedule, but it's possible. So what uh, I would tell you, uh, recommend you do is tell your friend to tell to uh, tell their friend to uh, give us a call because it's possible. Um, you know, it can it can still be uh, a constructive dismissal, and we need to make sure. That I, I have no idea how long he worked there. Obviously, he could have ESA termination entitlements, which um, can be a week or two per year. So um, there could be something even more, even if it's not a constructive dismissal. Joe, appreciate your call. Here is the number you want to uh, give to your friends, friends, your friends, friends. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight. Two one fifty nine hundred, or simply help at employmenthour.com. Uh, to carry on now that you've uh, you've called through and taken the first step, uh, a wise one, by the way. Mary, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Hi. I have a question with regards to pensions. Um, working full-time for a company over 30 years, and they've changed how a pension can be um, taken. So right now, let's say you can take it either as a paid out in full or... If you choose, they can do the administering and payment of the pension to you on a monthly basis. Um, and they've changed that effective a certain date. They've given a couple of years notice that they're only going to allow it to be paid out monthly and administered by them. Got it. Okay. So it doesn't really change anything for you right now. It just down the road could change something? Right. But I think, I guess, the way people plan their... Um, retirement, maybe it would change how they would have ha- handled things differently. Right. Well, there's two different uh, issues here. And the first is from a constructive dismissal point of view, this would likely not be a constructive dismissal. Um, and, and further, you know, the, the company has given some leeway to make changes to the pension, the pension plan and the benefits plan. And second, even if it was, they've given, it sounds like several years notice I so, think two years. Yeah, so they'd act, oh. they've actually, uh, you know, if it was a, a, a constructive termination, they've actually given the, you know, likely the maximum amount of notice they would ever have to give or around that. Um, mm-hmm. So there, there really wouldn't be any remedy here. Now, it's possible that they've somehow breached the terms of the pension plan itself. That's obviously a much more, uh, you know, complicated, in-depth question. Um, that I would, we'd have to review the pension uh, plan documents and everything uh, to provide a uh, an adequate answer to. Yeah, I, actually, I think they did make some changes to it. Yeah, so. they, they could have, and that yeah. could be an issue, uh, a separate issue. But in terms of constructive dismissal, I, I don't believe it would be. And even if it was, they've given you given notice of that. So okay, thank uh, you. Okay, appreciate that, Mary. And uh, we'll move on here before we break. Got uh, Jeff on the line. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Hey, John. Hey, Lior. What's going on, buddy? Uh, normally, I call on a personal personal uh, questions, um, but this one is not really personalized. But I just wanted to get Lior's opinion, uh, as I don't know if you guys listened to uh, and six forty uh, prior to your show. But uh, Kelly was talking about uh, possibly positioning this to you. See what you thought of it. I'm sure you've heard in the news about the guy that uh, was in his work truck uh, splashing individuals and up getting fired. I just wanted to see uh, Lior's intake on that. Why would they fire him, and does he have any? Uh, Fallback, right. where he yeah, can get his job back. Right. So, yeah. from what I understand, from we got that, Dave in for Lior, by the way, today. Yeah. Dave Vaughn's doing the show, but yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Jeff. I, Go so, ahead, Dave. from what I understand, he was actually working while he was doing that, right? Yes. And he, he was in his work truck. He was dry, and then he was clearly going out of his way to splash, <laughs> to spray people with 
<laughs> with exactly. puddles, right? With puddles, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm very confident that would be cause for termination. Um, really? Eh? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so you don't, you don't, you think it was just a straight uh, fire? You didn't have something in his uh, records that maybe? Yeah, I don't know if you need that. In a, yeah, I don't know if you need progressive discipline there. I mean, you're essentially dumping water all over someone, members of the public, in a work uh, vehicle, right? in a work vehicle that yeah. has gone viral. Um, I mean, think of it: if someone at a store walked went out, walked out of their store when a customer's loading their car and just dumped a bucket of water on them in their uniform. Good point. Um, I mean, it's 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 inappropriate behavior in in any context. So, uh, I think the fact that he was obviously caught doing it on camera in a work vehicle, I'm very confident they would have cause for termination. Um, maybe there, if there's mitigating circumstances, such as you know he has 30 years of service of clean record, and it was, yeah. um, you know, he has a freak thing. Some type of explanation for it. Maybe yeah. Yeah, they could they could suspend him, but I would be surprised. Um, I think it's uh, cause for termination. Okay, just awesome to get your insight on that. Yeah, my pleasure. Jeff, appreciate your call because I was thinking the uh, same thing when that happened. But yeah, I mean, if it was in his own car and his, well, that would, his, that could know, be that's different. Yeah, that it could be a huge difference. I mean, I yeah. still think it, you could get into some issues there, especially uh, the, this day and age when um, you know when we see. People doing off-duty conduct that becomes that come, sure. goes viral, um, yeah. it can really impact your work relationship, and especially if you're dealing with members of the public or your mm-hmm. your, your company relies on you know the public um, right. to uh, you know. So that uh, I I do believe it would be cause. We'll uh, we'll take our first break of the evening, and that uh, in that time you can call and get the phone lines happening once again four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell, and there's also one triple eight two two five talk. That number is toll free. It's in the employment hour. It's right here on Global News Radio. You bet it is, and we are back Wednesday night as well at this time. The weekend shows, and of course, employment hour and thirty on Global TV and CTV. That happens Saturday and Sunday mornings uh, as well. Dave Vaughn covering the show on this Monday. Your phone calls, bring them on. Love talking to you, Paul. You're uh, you're next up, pal. How are you? Uh, how's it going, gentlemen? Good, brother. Good. What's going on with you? I'm go- calling on behalf of my daughter. She works for one of the large food industry canes, and she currently is dealing with type one diabetes. And she was been in and out of the hospital for the last couple of months, and she's just been impl- uh, informed by her employer that they're no longer going to schedule her any hours until she can prove she can control the diabetes. Wow. That is not how you're supposed to handle the situation <sighs> no, as an employer. No. Okay. Yeah, because um, she, she was admitted on Thursday, got out on Saturday, went in for her shift on Sunday. Her manager looked at her going, why are you here? We've canceled all your shifts as it was, which she was never informed about. And then she was just informed this today about they're not going to give her any hours. Like, she's to the point where she just said, I might as well quit because I'm not going to get any hours. Yeah, that's awful. And um, it looks, I mean, obviously she shouldn't be working if she can't, you know, if she can't work from a medical perspective. But um, the, the solution for the employer isn't to cancel all her shifts and tell her that she needs to get it under control. Um, what they can do is ask for, um, you know, a medical note or some type of return to work form. Okay. Uh, or modified duties form just to basically work with her doctor to come up with, uh, you know, a way to, just to get the information they need to schedule her and, uh, and you know, whether she needs to be off for a certain amount of time or whether she's just on modified duties or whether she's on, you know, a certain type of shift. 
Um, okay. They should. They have an obligation to work with her uh, in that regard. Uh, what I would tell her to do is definitely don't resign, don't quit. Okay. Um, but the fact that they've canceled all her shifts because of her medical issue, A, could be a human rights violation, uh, and sounds like it is. B, it could be uh, you know, a constructive dismissal, um, given they've taken her shifts away. Um, okay. So, but what, I mean, I, I assume, how long has she been there? Uh, uh, just under two years. Okay, so, and uh, I assume, does she want us to continue working there? Is that, would that be the objective? She, yeah, she does. But it's like a good said, job? Yeah, well, she, she, she definitely wants to work there. She's got yeah. friends there, but... Like right. You said, like, why stay if I'm not going to be able to work? Yeah, that's and that's um, that's a great point. And uh, what I would uh, recommend she does is give us a call. Um, okay. So we can really get into the issues. And what I would uh, what I would likely recommend is that we reach out to the the company, the employer, and just explain why they've handled it so you know so poorly, and awesome. basically come up with a solution um, to try to get her back. Um, back to work, um, okay. whether it's on modified duties, whether it's, uh, you know, there's a temporary break while she does get, um, deal with her medical situation. We, okay. do, we would need her, her doctor's uh, input, and we can yeah. go from there. Awesome. Thank you for all the help. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate that. Here is the number to uh, to move forward uh, with that, one 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com. We'll be right on that. Uh, we'll get to uh, another call. Let's flip over to uh, Harrison. Hey, Harrison, good evening. Hello. How are you, pal? It, What's going on? It, 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 it's Carson. And that, that's oh, Carson. It. Thanks, man. Yes. How are you? Uh, thanks, and a pleasant good evening to your host and to the gent- to the guests. I, I don't have a problem, but what I want to extend to you, sir, is I hope you have many, many blessings. And thank Why is that? Thank you for even the fight for the downtrodden. Uh-huh. I think you're offering an excellent service to take up your time to come out and lend your assistance to persons who might find themselves in positions where they don't know where to go and what questions to ask. Thank you very much, sir. I hope you have lots of blessings, man. Our pleasure, Carson. Carson, I appreciate that. And this is the reason, of course, Davis, you know that, uh, you know, Lior and I started the show so many years ago is because there's so much misinformation and ignorance. And I don't mean that in a negative connotation. There just is. People don't know. It's a week per year, two weeks per year. You know, if I get fired, I have like, you know, a layoff is allowed. All these different angles that we cover each week here on the show. And that's uh, exactly why we started. So I think Carson kind of nailed it. And we, uh, we appreciate yeah, his, definitely. Uh, and his it's something. Words. It's something that everyone, you know, everyone deals with on a daily basis yeah. uh, anyone who has a job um you know they they're dealing with different issues that come up and uh, you know like we've uh, you know you and I have spoken about a lot a lot of the time it's the employer doesn't know either right um right. and a lot of the time no one's trying to uh, take advantage of someone else it's just there's a lot of uh you know uncertainty out there uh, regarding uh, human resources and uh, and law and employment law and that's what we're trying to uh trying to uh, address on the show and bring some clarity to that and we do a lot of that on the phone lines, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. you got plenty of time, plenty of room to uh, to call in. Come on in. Water's warm. one uh, talk That number is toll-free uh, as well. Tony, thanks for hanging on, pal. How are you? Hey, not too bad. Uh, Second-time caller. Uh, Good. Appreciate the program. I've even called into the law office. Uh, great advice. Um, um I started uh, with this new company about six months ago. Uh, and unfortunately, the original company was doing uh, uh, fairly bad financially. Uh, another individual has taken over, and I've got—I uh, know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be quick. I've got two questions. One is, 
we had to let one individual go. Um, I have to admit that I'm one of the uh, managers in the company, and I was told uh, after one uh, uh, payroll uh, to let this individual go because uh, we are a new company and we're not continuing the, the contract with this individual. At the same time, uh, moving forward, we've been having about th- uh, two or three late payroll periods uh, with this new company. So I'm just trying to see what what a, a legal advice can you can you give us mm-hmm. uh, in, on, in these two uh, separate situations? So the first question is just how much severance pay this person should have received? Actually, nothing was offered to the individual at all. How long have they been there, including with the old company? Uh, the old company, just close to a year. And then with the new company, they'd been same type of time? Uh, no, no. Like what's the total uh, length of service? Uh, to this individual? Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing about uh, uh, 14 months. Okay, and how old are they, do you know? Oh, he's a young guy. He's got to be 28, 29 years old. And what's his job? He was uh, a general manager. Okay, did he he manage people? No, he didn't. No, okay. So what did he manage? Just projects or something? Yes. The the position, actually, the reason why he was let go, uh, he he lacked a lot of experience. Got it. And was he he treated as an employee or was he a a contractor? No, he was a full-time employee. Okay. Um, so he should at least get two weeks of termination pay uh, under the Employment yeah. Standards Act. And under the common law, it could be somewhere around three months. Um, okay. Now, you know, that's obviously not... Uh, you, you already let him go, right? Yes. Okay, how long ago? Oh, about uh, two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, so I would, you know, recommend you give us a call tomorrow because you, you okay. are, they are your, your company's in violation of the Employment Standards Act right now. Um, yeah. So we can help you kind of get, get you know, remedy that and, and address that um, just to uh, see, make sure it's dealt with properly. Um, yes. In terms of the second question, um, they have issues meeting payroll on, on a... Yes. Okay. And how quickly is it rectified? Sometimes a week, week and a half. Okay. And is it administrative or is it they actually just don't have the money? It's done through uh, electronic. Right, but is, is the issue, um, is the reason it's delayed, is that an administrative issue? Is someone not, you know, taking care of the proper paperwork? Well, or is it no, lack of money? No, the paperwork is, is done, but again, because he's, he's, he's taken on debt from the previous company, uh, there's been some lack of funds. The funds are coming and filtering through on a very, very, very slow basis. And right now, I'm dealing with a lot of uh, upset uh, employees. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I, I can understand that. Uh, from the employee's perspective, um, these individuals, you know, they could, um, you know, allege constructive dismissal if they're not being yeah. paid. Um, and, and I've dealt with this, you know, these types of questions on the show before. And, uh, you know, um, when I speak to people on the phone at the office. And, like, if a company misses a payroll from an administrative point of view, um, you know, it's a mistake and it's rectified, um, that's not going to be a constructive dismissal. But if it consistently happens and it's, you know, a long, it's, you know, like you say, a week, a week and a half late, 
um, that could very well be a constructive dismissal. So that's the di- that's the danger that uh, your employer is in um, when yeah. going down this route. Um, from your perspective, um, I mean, I know I'm not sure much there's much you can do about it. I assume you don't control the the funds being in the account. So um, no, you know. Just know that's the danger and uh, emphasize that to whoever is in charge of it and whoever is responsible. And then it, it's a multiplier by the 15 or 20 employees based on the uh, service uh, um, of time that they've been uh, with the company and and then that's when the severance calculator kicks in. If uh, if someone's let go? Well, no, being that it, it constructs your criticism or constructive... Um, constructive dismissal. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. They yes. would. Uh, you know, if they, you know, if they want to uh, allege constructive dismissal, it's consistently happening, and they're not being paid. If it's you know, a week, week and a half late, yes, they, each of them could uh, allege constructive dismissal, and you'd have uh, something, you know, a mess on your hands. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a okay. lot, a lot of potential liability there. So it's, it makes sense to get that dealt with uh, as soon as possible. Yes. All right. Thank you very much. I yeah. My pleasure. It. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate that. Any more follow-up? Here's the number, 1-855-821-5900 or help at employmenthour.com. Still time for you to call in with your questions as well. Bring them on. Love to talk to you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. And as always, one 225 talk That number is toll-free. Severancepaycalculator.com. I know you've made reference to it several times during the show. Dave, because, uh, you know, you're like a machine. You're like Leora. You can do it all in your head. But for the rest of us, common surf. The rest of us minions, we need a tool, one that is easy and simple to use and absolutely free and takes 30 seconds. Sounds too good to be true, but it is true. And in fact, uh, the current numbers say over 550,000 people have used this thing, severancepaycalculator.com. I know, right? Give me some uh, Give me some brief details on it. Yeah, it's a uh, great app that you can use and uh, it's free. You just uh, open it up. It'll ask you for your age, your years of service, and your position. Um, give us some ranges there. And uh, you type in your compensation, and it'll tell you, uh, give you an estimate in terms of the severance pay that you're owed. And uh, it's important, though, once you do that, if you are let go, to give us a call because um, there could be other factors other than just your age, years of service, and position that do impact the severance package that you're owed. Um, things like a non compete. Right. Uh, if you have a non compete in there in your employment agreement, or that they're trying to get you to sign at the time of termination, that can increase the severance pay that you're owed. Um, because it'll make it harder to get a new job. Um, if you're on, uh, if you have medical restrictions or you're injured or something like that, because you know, I know, I, I see it a lot. People get let go um, maybe when they just come back from an injury, but right. unmodified duty, something like that. That's going to increase the severance package because again, it, it increases or it uh, makes it harder to get a job. It could limit your ability to find new work. If you're in a unique industry or a very specialized position or an industry that, like the printing industry that's uh, you know struggling that can increase the severance package. Um, if you're part of a, a big group of people, like a mass termination in a specific industry or in a specific business, that can increase it because all of a sudden you have all these people who have similar skill sets who are let go at the exact same time and uh, they're, they're competing for similar work and that is, that is going to increase the severance package. SeverancePayCalculator.com. It is just that simple. Use it. It takes about 30 seconds to go through the questions. There's uh, no obligation to continue on. There is a contact button at the bottom if you want to get a hold of Lior or Dave. And if not, you'll walk away anonymous. And again, even if you want to put a credit card somewhere on the on the app, on the site, you can't do it. It is, uh, it's absolutely free. I know we talked to you over the uh, course of the evening so far and uh, our topic, uh, some of the most common questions you've been asked uh, generally at work every day, every week when you're there. And I know we've covered a few of these so far on the show. So I'll, 
I'll get through a, and ask you about a few more that you've laid out here before we get to more of our phone calls. And one of those I know you get is, as far as a severance letter is concerned, someone may ask you, you know, my severance letter says that I have to accept by a certain date or else, Friday at 5 or Tuesday at 3, or even right now if, uh, if the employee is really doing something erroneous. Um, the question is, what do I do? What do they do? Yeah, that's uh, most termination letters I've, ever, I've seen have yeah. a certain date on it, and it's usually a week. Um, they provide the person with a chance to uh, to sign that and uh, and respond, and um, I can tell you that there's no. That, that, I mean, that's an arbitrary deadline that the employer picked. It's right. designed to keep get things moving and uh, hopefully get you to uh, to sign off on the severance package. It's an arbitrary date, like I said. Your termination entitlements, the law doesn't change um, Friday at five o'clock. So uh, you you know. It, you should. You don't have to worry about that date in the sense that you should take the time um, to get proper advice, have it reviewed, and make sure and, and make sure you're comfortable with what you're signing. Because um, I can tell you that most severance packages that I review, um, you know, throughout the course of the day, are not are inadequate. So um, there's a really good chance that uh, if you're given a severance package, if you know there's a there's a date on it that uh, you know that that's designed in a way to uh, to apply some pressure. So make sure you take the time you need to get that reviewed. Um, by our firm. Another one is, uh, you know, how much severance uh, do I get? That simple answer for that one, of course, is severancepaycalculator.com. And I know you already uh, described several other uh, situations or things that can uh, can you know affect how much severance one gets. But I think the key message in all that really is there's no week per year. There's no two weeks or three weeks per year general rule, which I still hear every day people on the street saying that, right? Yeah, I do too. And, uh, you know, there's a misconception out there that there's a specific formula based on length of service. And whether that's a week per year, two weeks per year, a month per year, year uh, people have a lot of different views on what it's supposed to be yeah. and um, you know there, like I said there's no simple formula uh, there's a lot of different factors that go into it the main three are age years of service and position mm-hmm. and what it's really supposed to those factors are supposed to predict as well as the other ones I was speaking about earlier are how long should it take you to replace that job uh, to, so to find a comparable position because that's really the purpose of severance pay is to bridge the gap of unemployment We'll get to a uh, phone call as we uh, get in between our talking points here between you and I. Abe, good evening. How are you? Not too bad. How are you doing, sir? Good. What's uh, what's going on with you, pal? Not much. Uh, my wife she used to work for one of the hospitals. I was a sterilizer. And while uh, under three months, uh, start and she practiced. She took all the training. Oh. While she's working now, one of the helpers, she sprayed a chemical on her eye. So... They always say I have to take her to emergency, and uh, they say, okay, got to take care of it. Her eye was totally red. You can't even, she looked like, like from a horror movie, like a vampire. Right. So uh, now they, she was off for a couple of weeks, and when she go back and they fire her, they give her a letter to let her go. It wasn't even her fault. And Did, I was thinking. Wow. Did yeah. she go to WSIB for that? Yeah, well, they, she has all the WSIB info, but uh, we were thinking she goes back while in process now. She, you have a baby, and uh, yeah, yeah. So that's what we're trying to work out to find out the proper procedure to approach it. So she should definitely go through WSIB if she was injured uh, at the workplace, uh, and then in under three months, or she's still work, right? How long has she been there? Uh, she's been uh, training one week, two weeks, three weeks in total. So she's employed for three weeks. Yeah. Okay, and, and how old is she? Uh, she's forty-two. Okay. And uh, and so she was fired after this happened? 
Yeah, right. She go back to work and uh, the guy all, yeah. and uh, give her, you know, let her go. I, said, I look at the lake. It was amazing. And was it because okay. of the like? Was did they say she did something wrong? No, they didn't say nothing. They just uh, have to let her go. Okay. And um, was she? Did she need time off after this happened for because of the medical issue? Yeah, she took just uh, I think it was two weeks right after that. Okay. And then she wanted to go back, and uh, she went there. Got it. That's what she got. The guy gave it a letter and let her go. So, um, in this case, because she only has three weeks of service, yeah. the, the potential severance entitlements would not be great. Um, they would not be significant. But there's a you know a potential human rights issue here, okay. and that is something that uh, she should pursue, and she could get. Damages, she could get, you know, so damages for violations of human rights. She can get reinstatement so she can, can try to get her job back. There's a number of different remedies that she can p- pursue through human rights. So, uh, what I would uh, recommend you guys do is give us a call tomorrow so we can go through, um, you know, the different options she has. Abe, I'm going to uh, let you go. I'll give you the number to uh, carry on with this one, and please do. It is 1 855 Again, 1 855 821-5900 and help at employmenthour.com. Steve, welcome to the show. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, man. What's uh, what's going on with you tonight? Uh, not much, just uh, heading out. Uh, nice. Question, question regarding uh, changes to a pension plan. Both yep. companies unilaterally changed the pension plan from a defined benefit to a defined contribution plan. And Any recourse? When did they do that? Uh, they're in the play, process of doing it. They've set a target date of a full changeover in two years from now. Yeah. Okay. So that it's you know that obviously is a can have a pretty big impact on your your retirement funds, right? Yeah. Um, so they are they are doing it in a graded manner. So there's you know some people are keeping, some people are in a hybrid plan, and new employees are. Uh, on to the defined contribution. Right. This could be a constructive dismissal um, uh, just because it's a, you know, obviously a change to the compensation plan. Um, and uh, it just depends on um, you know, the extent of it and the impact of it. The problem is, is it looks like they've given two, mu- two years of notice. So when you're making change to the employment uh, relationship, um, you can... You can give notice of those changes, and that's and it just has to be reasonable notice. It's the exact same type of way we determine what reasonable notice is if it's, if it's actually a termination. And two years of notice is going to be good enough in almost every circumstance. Okay. So that's the that's the problem with uh, with with doing anything about this um, at the time. Uh, the other issue, obviously, too, is that you don't actually the the, the downside doesn't ha- you know the the decrease doesn't happen until retirement. So, right. um, you know, there there could be issues in that regard in terms of um, you know preventing you from succeeding at the constructive dismissal. But uh, it's a difficult situation to go through, obviously, um, and um, you know it's um, you, know, you should uh, if you do want to go over it with someone, you can give us a call. We can go over all the pension the pension plan documents. Um, and, and see if there's any remedy uh, in that regard. Steve, I'll give you the number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour dot com. That is two 
tonight two cases where the, uh, the they've given two years notice, which seems like an eternity if you're on the notice side. Right? That's a yeah. long time. It's usually not that long. No, it isn't, and it's um, you know that's probably why they're doing it. Um, I, I don't know. Those could have been the same. It could be the same employer, the same situation, right. and uh, right. maybe maybe we just didn't. Under, I, I didn't think that was what the original, the first caller was talking about. Where I switched from um, the defined benefit to defined uh, contribution, but um, it could very well be the same company. Uh, the difficulty is in alleging constructive dismissal is the. It's not like they're reducing your salary right now. It's a right. it's a future. Um, entitlement that they're that they're reducing. It right. could be a constructive dismissal because if you if you could, um, you know, demonstrate exactly how much you're going to lose in the future. But it, it would be dangerous to resign an alleged constructive dismissal on that basis, in my opinion. If you were to crawl inside the head of an employer who offers two years notice, not six months, not year, two years notice to an employee, are they really hoping that within that two years the employee just says, you know what, I'm quitting, I'm out of here because they're going to get rid of me in two years anyway? I would think so. If you give, yeah, if someone gives working notice for two years, um, likely um, the objective is, you know, they, they're hoping the person gets another job, um, which is one way you can give uh, notice of and, and, you know, fulfill some of your severance entitlements. Uh, as we've spoken about in the past, Employment Standards Act uh, severance pay must be paid out. It can't be given as notice. So um, right. if you have more than five years of service, if the payroll is $2.5 million annually, uh, you also have to have get that statutory severance pay at the end of it. So right. um, you know, even if they gave someone in those circumstances two years of notice, they would still have to pay statutory severance pay at the end. And if you have to give someone two years of notice, they probably have a significant amount of service. So Right. Right. It's a, a tangled web, my friend, but uh, yep. we undo it every week here on the show, and that'll do it for another week. You want to get a hold of Dave Lior, number of the team, uh, it's a good call to do so in any regard. one 821 5900 is that number. And again, severancepaycalculator.com. If you haven't used it, check it out. Evia's easiest route to find out what you're owed as far as severance is concerned. And finally, if you want to drop an email by help at employmenthour.com. Back here Wednesday night at the same time. On Point is back as well with Alex Pearson coming right up on Global News Radio.